You made me a deal. I could have put you in the deepest, darkest hole, but I kept you out because I knew that one day would come when you were going to pay me back. And today's that day. Let's uh, let's go. Let's go, Gogs. Welcome to Movie Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. It is the final week of January. Uh, and and un- we watched Expendables 2, which had uh, a featuring, I guess. Like, if it was a rap song. I think this, this is, is the least amount of an actor in the featured month that we've ever had. He's in this movie for like two scenes. I, I do want to explore the space when we get into it because his scenes in the movie explore the space. Just his scenes the in the movie are good. His frying pan fight scene, legitimately fun. Like I really enjoyed that. Um, I, but the only thing I can think of is uh, at some point during the shooting, it's like, hey, we got away with it in the first movie, but we can't legit have a guy called Yin Yang through this whole movie, so we got to rap gently. <laughs> His name was Yin Yang. <laughs> His name was Yin yeah. Yang. Oh my god! What I can't understand is like, like Randy Couture. Like they don't really feature him like throwing them hands, which you'd think you would want more of that, but they yeah. don't. Yeah. They do a lot of Statham, and Statham does fine. Well, you know what it is, Gogs? I'll tell you what the actual answer is. The reason they don't have those guys throw punches a lot because it's, like, impossible to teach them how to throw movie punches. So they, oh, so they can't do a working punch. Out. They will no, just they kill extras. the fuck out of everybody. Right. <laughs> they look like Dean Ambrose. Nice. <laughs> oh, good time. All right. uh, anyway, so we watch Expendables 2. Yeah, Expendables 2. We'll get into it. Uh what was the subtitle that was? It was like it was like war. Like they're back for war. That was it. Oh, Expendables two. The they're back for war. I don't know it if it was an be. official tagline, but it was on the the little like poster on the screen. <laughs> it's it's like Expendables two. Can a whole movie be written in catchphrases? Find out. Yeah, it doesn't it even really, have to be pertaining to movies that the people have been in sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. It was yeah. Like, it was, if you've ever seen, it, it, the, there was a great uh, sketch comedy show called Loiter Squad. It was all the odd future guys, and they did a sketch comedy show. Uh, but they did this one character called Catchphrase Jones. And he just keep, like, his whole bit was just, he'd just come up with, like, catchphrases that didn't make any sense. And that was, like, his entire character. Doink, that was this doink. movie. Zerbert of the Sherbert. <laughs> <laughs> Dinky nuts. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, yeah. so Expendables two uh, with so very little Jet Li. Uh, but yep. uh, let's do what we do when we do when we do, and uh, we, don't get, uh, we go get. That's right, we don't get. Uh, what'd y'all watch this week, uh, Sean? Oh, I watched two things. <laughs> two things. TJ only picked me because he knows I'm going to talk about one movie he likes. Exactly. Nice. That's exactly. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> The first uh, thing I'll talk about briefly is I watched the Vampiro documentary on Amazon. I believe it's called Nail in the Coffin. Ooh, there's a vampire. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, and it's possibly the worst documentary I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that's Ouch. a shame because I feel like Vampiro, <laughs> Vampiro is like very interesting. I f- you could make a really good documentary about him. Yeah, but it's just like listening to your dad bitch about his job for two hours straight uh, oh, or an man. hour and forty minutes, like. 
the the thing that's like fascinating is like Vampiro is like legendarily full of shit. Yeah, but I've always heard that. Yeah, that's according to other wrestlers who are also <laughs> fairly full of shit. Yeah, but it it also sucks too because like they can't get a lot of people you want to hear from because they all hate him, right? So there's no <laughs> Conan, there's no Chris Jericho. Uh, obviously, Benoit and Guerrero are dead, but like. It's just a lot of him. And you know what it reminds me a lot of, TJ? I, I know you've seen this. I don't know if the rest of you have seen it. It's a documentary called The Other F Word about punk rock dads. Punk rock dads. It's so the, annoying. If, if the <laughs> Lars Fredrickson segment of The Other F Word was an hour and 40 minutes long, it would be Nail in the Coffin, the Vampiro oh, documentary. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I always thought Vampiro was interesting because, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't know much about him for years until, you know, semi-recently. And I didn't realize that, like, he wasn't, like, Hispanic. An actual and... vampire? Oh. Well, no. No, he's well, actually like, a vampire. He's, he's oh, Canadian. He's Canadian, yeah. but he got famous in Mexico. Like, that's how, you know, that's why he's got the, the vampiro name. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I, don't even, the I don't even think Canadian. he speaks Spanish. Like, oh, he does, like, fluently. <laughs> oh, okay. But he's lived there for 30 years, so, I mean, you know. Yeah. No, he got famous in Mexico because he looks like like a jacked-up Nikki Six, and I guess they're into that kind of shit. <laughs> Um, yeah. but yeah, I do I, not, would, would not recommend, it reminds, me of, it reminds me of this, this fucking dude that used to show up at the auto bar all the time who looked like a big overweight yeah. Nikki six. And I used to call him Nikki seven. Oh. <laughs> oh. Me, uh, my buddy Brad and I, we had this buddy named Becca and she would do this impression of her brother-in-law was fucking hysterical. It'd be like, babe, if I could go back in time, I'd go back to 1986. Cause Nikki six, is my favorite, like this, like thick Baltimore accent. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so then I watched the best movie ever made, Psycho Gorman. So good. The thing I love about this movie is it trades in nostalgia without actually like being like falling into the um, the actual nostalgia. It's not like Stranger Things where they all go to John Carpenter High School or whatever. (laughs) Like it doesn't name check anything, and it it's like kind of anachronistic. Like I guess it takes place in the nineties. Yeah, they have they, SR TVs and they they talk about like borrowing DVDs and stuff. Yeah, so I think it's but 90. but it's not like explicit. Mm-mm. But it, it um it trades on all. There was like this when we were younger. There was a a spate of these movies where it was like kid goes out into the desert and finds some kind of alien helper slash weapon slash whatever the fuck. Right. So it's the flight of the navigator, stories. like like yeah, laser Iron blast. Giant. Yeah, like, there's there's stuff. um kind of Shazam in a way. Kind of, yeah, kinda. But there's also or, a movie or, I'm thinking that's of. Not it. That's not what it's called. The Kazam. What is, is it? Shazam. Kazam? I don't know. The the, the Shack uh, movie? genie yeah. movie. That's, yeah, that's Kazam. Kazam. Yeah, thank you. There was a there's laser blast where the kid gets the alien gun. It's like a famous like cheesy movie. Um, there's also, there's a movie with, I, I'm never going to remember the title, but you remember the deaf kid from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Joey? Mm-hmm. Yes. He's in it, and he finds some, like, nuclear fucking photon gun that either belongs to the government or aliens or something and kills everybody in his town. It's one of those, and it's also, like, a, a bit of the monster squad. Yeah. Well, um, but the kid actors are fantastic. The girl is really good. Yeah, she's excellent. And the movie kind of like hinges around Calvin Ball, the sport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which they call Crazy Ball. <laughs> Kooky Ball. Crazy Ball. <laughs> no, they do a really good job of setting up and uh, delivering on things. The performance was all really good. 
the uh, TJ shared the gif of one of my favorite parts where it's like, we have hunky boys. And he's like, I'm not interested in hunky boys. And he looks at the magazine and goes, or am I? <laughs> and, and they just leave it on the They do a great job of like, there's a couple scenes where they just leave the shot. So like, it's like pretty awkward. Like uh, the demon like visits the little brother in his dream because he can't talk to him around the sister. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and he's, he's like, like okay. Like yeah, a horror set. There's like zombies coming up out yeah. of the ground. And like, so they have their conversation, and then it stops, and it's like, well, what do we do now? He's like, well, we have to wait for your dream to end. And they're just like standing there. Like the kids uh, are really funny. There's like they have this like they knock in Morse code, and it's like this really elaborate. Like, of course, it would never work Morse code. But they're they're going back and forth. It's like, do you think it's grandma? And uh, the the kid knocks back grandma's in hell forever. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It's, like, it's, it's a you can tell it's not a super big budget movie, but like they, you know they talk about all this alien stuff, and like I never expected them to cut to the alien stuff, but yeah. they go to like there's outer space, and like the creature designs are all fucking hysterical. Yeah, there's uh, like one cutaway bit where he's like, I think it's early on in the movie, and Psycho Goreman's like, this reminds me of an adventure when I killed so and so monster of the galaxy, and like the shot that they cut to is like him like killing this like space monster in space and it like yeah. looks really good like yeah, it, but like every time they cut to a flashback it's like straight out of heavy metal the magazine yeah, oh yeah yeah absolutely but the kids are kids so they're bored of, and they just like <laughs> cut them off all the time so yeah. like it'll cut to this like really elaborate space battle <laughs> they just cut back immediately yeah I mean, it sounds it does it sounds charming it's the so movie's good. fantastic like i love this movie i told um, i knew you would yeah yeah, I'm a big, big fan. One of the better independent movies I've seen in a long time. It was like, it really like swung for it and like it made it. You know what I mean? There weren't yeah. like, I mean, the monsters all look like Ultraman monsters. They're all big rubber suits or like if that, that reference doesn't track, you know, Power Rangers monsters a lot. Did you like the, the one monster that was literally just like a bucket of gore that was yeah. walking around? <laughs> it, was like a, it was like a bucket of like body parts and blood. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, one of them a robot pirate with a robot <laughs> fucking uh, parrot. Yeah, like, oh, I, I didn't expect this, except for you, Cassius 3000. I never trusted you. <laughs> okay. And they're like, oh, he's not going to kill you, Mom. And he's like, I will kill you. As soon as this little girl falls asleep, I w-, and he just keeps saying it, like, I will kill you. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's fantastic. It's such a good... And, Did and you the like, ending... the, like the, the rap song that they play during the credits at the... Oh yeah, yeah, and, and the word "fuck" doesn't exist in the world apparently, like because they just say "frig" like little kids, but like the adults say it too. Yeah, but it's like the goriest movie ever. So I know it's not like a, a rating problem. It's just like the choice. It, yeah. yeah, it's like it's like a you know silly future cursing or like Battlestar Galactica cursing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's incredibly violent. Like, it's... Yeah, but it's I haven't laughed this much out loud in a movie in a really long time. One of the Council of uh, Aliens, besides when they're fighting over snacks, is, uh, like, I want to tell you every gag in the movie, because everything's so funny, but, like, he's like a Mars Attacks brain in a jar, but the brain, like, has to change expressions, which is, like, the funniest bit. Like, so, like, the brain face has to move and look shocked and stuff. It's fucking hysterical. Oh, I love like, it. I could super strong recommend for everybody. Like I, there, I don't think there's anybody unless you're like squeamish. But it's not even like, it's not like it's like the night comes for us where it like will make you sick because it's, it's like kind toxic of toxic Avenger violence. Yeah. Like it's oh, yeah. violence. We don't like that. That's like yeah. good violence. 
Yeah, it's so very, I, very silly. Like it. Yeah, Inc- incredibly strong reprimand. Please watch. Also, the like dad is reference. very funny in the movie. Everybody's I thought, funny. I thought the dad was hilarious. He's like this worthless dude that just doesn't do anything. Yeah, they're, play, they're playing the game, and it cut. Uh, it, the, the, when they show what he made in the microwave, it's fucking like ridiculous. <laughs> but they cut to the aliens because they're watching everything unfold on a hologram, and like they're watching them play that Calvin ball game. And the one's like, "I don't understand sports at all." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's like Gogs. <laughs> yeah, kinda. I mean, uh, I'd watch me. I'd watch me the movie. I'm glad you <laughs> like. I really, yeah. I think everybody here will like the movie. I, I would be shocked <laughs> if. Uh, Do you think I'll ever be I'll normal watch. again? Uh, probably not. Probably the brain <laughs> That's my favorite joke of the whole movie. This little Maybe child I'll... turn into a brain monster. <laughs> oh God, the fucking! I don't want to ruin this, but the cop that shows up for a while. <laughs> yeah, I could not uh, stop. Uh, what, were you, what were you saying, Alex? Sorry. I was gonna say maybe I'll watch it tomorrow on oh, Netflix. Yeah. It's on there. Yeah, I know. I blind bought it because it was it fell in the gogs ratio. It was like seven bucks to rent and twelve bucks to buy or something. It's definitely worth owning. It's great. Yeah, I will be. Re- I I feel like the Psycho Gorman and and you might feel this as well. This has got like Turbo Kid vibes for me. I feel like I'm gonna be rewatching this a ton. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit more accessible from Turbo Kid than Turbo Kid just because like that Turbo Kid trope is like incredibly specific like you yeah. have to have grown up in like that part of the 80s and had hbo you know what i mean like right. could, yeah. for it to make it's any sense HBO 80s yeah definitely yeah uh but this one i think is a lot more accessible like i think you know anybody can just turn this on and not have to get the nostalgia to enjoy it like fully agreed yeah so uh teagles uh i watched two things also Booms? um I watched. We'll start. Uh, what, what should I start with? The thing that I hated, or the thing that I thought was okay? Do the uh, okay thing. Yeah, okay. I, I want to end on your hate. Yeah, so I, you can lean into the hate. I watched uh, the thing that I thought was was pretty wait, good. What? Wait, hold up. I thought Sean watched two things. He did. He's the vampire. The vampire documentary. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Man. Sorry. I wish it was a I wish it was a vampire documentary. <laughs> Sorry, TJ, please continue. It's fine. Uh so I, the thing I kind of liked was a movie called Porno. It's another Shutter original. I watched that. Oh, you when did you watch it this week? No, I watched it I or I watched most of it like a couple weeks ago and I forgot to talk about it. Oh. With the with the kids in the theater. Go ahead. Yeah. Um it's pretty good. It's another movie that it's oddly enough it's another movie that takes place in the 90s. Um it's a very like I, I thought that um you know it's labeled as like a horror comedy, but I thought that, like it was a stronger like horror movie. I thought the comedic elements didn't really work all that well. Um, but it, it has some interesting things. It's, it's a it, the the movie is about these kids that work in a movie theater, and they uncover this like forbidden film that like uh, once it's played, it brings in this like succubus demon. And the, the, like, overarching theme of the movie is all about, like, repression. Like, these kids are in this, like, hyper-Christian town, and, like, they're all very repressed. Like, they don't curse. The one, like, the the guy that's, like, the projectionist, who's, like, an older guy, is, like, straight edge. And he's, like... Super-Christian weirdo. They're all, like, different variations of, of, like, Christian fundamentalists. And it's kind of interesting, because they did... You know, the movie's called Porno, because, like, the, the video that they watch... Or the video, the the movie that they play that that uh, 
that the what's the like that invocates the succubus that like it terrorizes and the whole movie is is like a porno like she's naked and it's like it looks like a 70s like kind of like uh black mass kind of exploitation kind of thing and um it, it's pretty good overall i thought that like i i really like the character work in this movie like i thought that they did a good job like one of the kids is gay and you find out that he got He's like rep- repressing his his gayness. <laughs> it's like terrible way to say that. Yeah, been there. But but he got sent to like one of those uh, like gay uh, reeducation camp kind of things, and like or by the Pences. Like I think it's kind of interesting. Like I think there's like a lot of like I think I really liked all the characters in the movie. I just wish the movie itself was stronger, which is weird because in a horror movie, it's usually the opposite. Like I like the premise, but the they don't spend any time on the characters. In this movie, I felt like they did a very good job developing all the characters. It's just the movie that surrounded it was just kind of okay. I didn't hate it. It's just kind of like I don't think it's going to stick with me very long. But I thought it was done. It was done well. I'd watch. I'd watch another movie with that that this person directed or writ or wrote. And it's definitely something that it was. I mean, it's very easily digestible. I think it's like under an hour and a half. I think it's like a hundred and fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's short. An hour and fifteen minutes. Um, I but yeah, I, I give it like a six, six or seven. It was okay. I, I I like parts of it. Also, the the succubus, like the demon that that hunts him, is always naked, and she has got some rocking cans. Like she has very, cracking tits. She's got some cracking tits. Also, she wears a, she wears a merkin, and I swear to God, I could not. Every time she's on screen, like that's all I could all I could see. Because like it obviously looked fake. It looked like there was like a teddy bear on top of her vagina, and I just could not like it was. Did, distracting. Did it take place in the seventies or something? No, but she's like, like the movie's like a seventies kind of the, movie. Yeah, like I said, okay. like the 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 summoning movie is supposed to take place like in the seventies. So I think that's what they're trying to like invoke in her look. Um, but overall, pretty good movie. I I would recommend it. Um, nothing great. Now let's talk about something that was absolute dog shit. Uh, I watched The Little Things, which is uh, one of those Warner Brothers movies that was supposed to be in theaters, but now is on HBO Max. Did you know they made a Tom and Jerry movie, by the way? Only because, I just saw an ad for that. Yeah, only because of that HBO, uh, <laughs> well, that HBO Max ad. I didn't know that beforehand. Um, so The Little Things is a movie starring uh, Rami Malek, uh, Jared Leto, and Denzel Washington. <laughs> Uh, for actually sidebar real quick this was like not only did this movie suck but this movie like ruined my friday night because i don't know i've never had this happen before so now i primarily stream stuff through my nvidia shield now and i got hooked up and it it works fine every everything works i haven't had a problem with it I, i i like it a lot but for some reason when the little this movie started it like fucked up my my nvidia shield like it would like freeze up and then I had to, then it would like not output a video signal. So I do all this troubleshooting. I ended up getting the NVIDIA shield to work again. And I, I mean, I, this took like half an hour to figure out, like I was switching inputs on the TV and doing all this shit. Anyway, I finally get it to work mm. and I go back to the movie and it starts playing the movie, but with no sound. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on now? I click around to other stuff on HBO that all plays with sound. Like, so I don't know what's going on. So I finally just turned it off and played and you know, watched it through my PlayStation. So like bet- between the time I was going to start watching this movie and actually got to watch this movie, it was like an hour. 
So I've already Oof. ticked off. Oh, you're, <laughs> Sorry, pro, you're, you're, you're in pro movie, uh, wicked prayer territory. Dude, but then the fucking movie. So this movie is so, first of all, it is like every derivative cop cliche smashed into a movie. Like every single one. What's the and premise? So the premise is uh, Denzel Washington is this like he he's like this disgraced he used to be a big city cop but now he's like a county cop and he has to just by happenstance he has to go back to his old department and then in the in between all that there's a murder mystery going on and Rami Malik is the new Denzel Washington basically and he's trying to find this murderer and this movie is so fucking boring like all it is is terrible dialogue between those two characters and like the same cliche, like, oh, the, you know, it's not about the, it's not what the war does to them, it's what the war does to you. Like, it's all like the, like, the, it, it's like True Detective season two. Like, you remember when Homer, like, he's like, I, I decided to like harness the power of a spaghetti by putting like ten pounds of spaghetti in this two pound, like, in this this four ounce yeah, bar. He, he's eating all his food in bar form. Yeah, that's what this movie is. It takes all this shittiness of True Detective season two and some of season three and compress and actually every other bad like cop movie that you've ever seen and smashes it and puts it in your face and and then unfortunately you're like okay well at least then it's short but no this movie is two and a half hours long Ooh, um, that's unforgivable it's like it's so bad rami malik i'm just I, he sucks like he's so fucking bad in this movie like everything he says seems weird and like it's like I'm waiting for him to like glitch out and like sparks to start coming from his head. Like, <laughs> Can I pause you for two robot. seconds? What's that? Can I pause you for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. talking about Rami Malek? I find his the his face distracting. <laughs> like I can't look at him and not be like turned. Like it just fucks me up. My favorite thing Rami Malek's ever been in was that that PlayStation Four video game. Uh, what was it called? After oh, Dark. The After Dark was good. He was in that. <laughs> He wasn't in the Devil's Double, right? Devil's Double. No, that's Dominic. Uh, Dom- that's, oh, uh, that's the guy that played Preacher. Yeah, Dominic West. No, no, not Dominic West. Uh, Dominic, the guy who played uh, uh, Tony Stark. Or, uh, he played Howard uh, Stark. Howard, Howard Stark. Stark. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's I hated. I fucking hated this movie. The little things. It's so fucking bad, and like. It, it, everybody like I, I keep seeing the same thing. It's like people don't like this movie, but they're like Jared Leto's performance is so good. The best way I can describe Jared Leto's performance in this movie is just annoying. Like he's just irritating. Like, it, and I, I mean, I, I, I don't. Does anybody care if I spoil this movie? I'm not going to watch it. I know it's new, but it's so bad. I feel like I'm doing people a service by spoiling this fucking movie. Does anybody care? No, I don't. Okay. no, of course not. they don't solve the murder. They oh. like, like they don't solve the murder, and like it's fucking stupid what happens. Like, oh, so it's like Zodiac. It's two and a half hours long, and they don't solve the murder. So it's yeah, the same Zodiac movie. is good. <laughs> I know. Like they, and also what ultimately happens is so fucking dumb. Like the 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 reveal or the sequence of events that that they try to feed you to like satiate you instead of giving you resolution to the storyline is so fucking dumb. Like. So basically, uh, Rami Malek thinks that uh, Rami Malek and Denzel Washington think that Jared Leto is the suspect, and the movie is so cool because it doesn't give you any other suspect to pay attention to. So why, you know what I mean? Like, oh, neat, 
<laughs> like, <laughs> what a cool movie. Um, so Jared Leto is the only suspect. Uh, they get some kind of circumstantial evidence. Then Rami Malek takes uh, Jared Leto out to the desert and basically sevens Rami Malek. Like, Jared Leto just makes fun of him a lot. And then Rami Malek hits him in the head with a shovel and kills him. And then has then Denzel Washington comes in. He's like, it's okay. You know, we're cops. We kill people all the time. I'll cover it up for you. Oh, and, it's legit uh, the end of seven. Like, it's the the exact ending. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so then you find out that the reason Denzel Washington, <laughs> Denzel Washington was disgraced and had to leave is because when he was searching for a murderer, like, a suspect just walk, or, or excuse me, a victim just walks out of the woods and he shot her in the head and they covered that up. And it's like, what? That's your fucking movie? Like, that, and that's it. That's the fucking movie. It's like, that, that, that. Like, it was so fucking bad. And like, trust me, I love, I love the grim nihilistic cop movie. You know, I how many times do I have to talk about Bad Lieutenant on this show? Like, I love it. I love, I love those kind of movies. And this movie like whiffs on it so hard. Like, they forget the fact that like, okay, the cops can be irredeemable, but you need to make the movie interesting. Like, you don't make the movie like. There's nothing interesting about this movie. It's like the most boring procedural you've ever seen with no extra characters or no reason to really dig your teeth into what's going on. And then it ends and it's like, what the fuck is this? It was so fucking awful. But then you look at what the director has done and it's like all these like family movies and like the blind side. And you're like, Oh, okay. Well, this guy's clearly out of his element. Uh, but yeah, don't watch the little things. It was trash. Hmm. Absolute trash. Alec. Blindside slaps. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that he he maybe should stick to family films. Michael Orr. A little less is asked. If I don't. Know. I don't know what a bed is, ma'am. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, come on, dude. <laughs> um, he's still in the league. Ed McCall. I think he plays for the Panthers. <laughs> or he did. He did after. Uh, the Ravens didn't re-sign him to it after his rookie deal. Yeah. Um, I watched four things. I feel, four like, things? I watched, I feel like I watched another something else, but I can't think of what it was. I didn't write it on my list. Mm. Uh, uh, excuse me. <clears throat> um, I watched uh, News of the World, the Tom oh. Hanks movie TJ watched a few weeks yeah. ago. What'd you think? I, I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was like, good. Tom Hanks is... Uh, out on pretty, a limb here. Tom Hanks is a pretty good actor. Pretty good actor. He's not Tom bad. Hanks. <laughs> Did um, you do you agree with me though that I I don't think this movie would have been nearly as good and possibly bad if somebody else was in this movie besides Tom Hanks? I think he carries the movie. I mean, he he. I guess I don't know. I mean, I really liked it. I thought he was great in it, but I mean, Christian Bale probably would have been great in it too. It would have uh, been just a, yeah, a, yeah, okay. yeah okay. slightly different. Like, there's a lot of people who could have put their own slightly different spin on the character and it's so, still been a good movie. So uh, I guess a better question if it wasn't the class of actor that those guys are. I guess that applies to most movies. <laughs> if, it though, was right? Bradley, uh, if it was Bradley Cooper's News <laughs> of the World. <laughs> if it was yeah, Charlie I don't Hunnam's think, News I don't of the World. The, oh, I don't think Charlie Hunnam would have done quite as good with it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, a transcendent role by Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, I thought he, he was really only a two-person movie for the most part, mm-hmm. but he was good. And the girl is good, considering yeah, she doesn't like 
speak any English and is basically just she's like pantomiming, Nell, right? Kind of. Yeah. But she's basically pantomiming through the whole movie. Like yeah. I thought I thought both of them were really good. And I really liked the uh I really liked the ending. I liked how they wrapped everything up. Yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought oh. it was good. Who said? I guess it must have been TJ that said it was like Road to Perdition. Like, oh, it's not that good, though, right? It's not as good as Road to Perdition, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but that's good. I think you guys should check that out. Watched yeah. uh, Disney live action. Like, you know, Disney made a lot of garbage live action movies in the seventies. Oh, and sixties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, they made some trash. We watched one of them. It's called The Cat <laughs> from Outer Space. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm in at the title. Is it about though. an actual cat or like yeah, a, yeah, sweet. A, U- a UFO lands on Earth and the alien comes out and it's a cat. All right, <laughs> with telekinetic abilities and that can speak to people. Um, <laughs> well, there's a it's, there's it's a black exploitation some, movie with something else with a similar title where it's the cat from outer space, but from outer space, but it's not. Or no, it's the cat from another planet, but it's not the same word. It's not, not an cat. actual cat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um oh yeah there's like the only two people that i recognized at all in it are the uh the captain from oh jesus christ i'm blanking on the name of it the uh <laughs> the the korean war tv show mash mash oh the, okay. uh, the captain from that he's Blake? in it or whatever yeah yeah and the guy who played Mama's son on Mama's Family is in it. Oh, shit. Yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> Those are the only two people that I can point out. I watched so I'll tell you something. Family, I was going to tell you something about young Sean. I watched, I watched a lot of son and Mama's Family every goddamn day. Mama's okay. Family was always on. Like, it was on <laughs> Yeah, It was on Channel 54 and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, also, Golden Girls and Empty Nest. Yes. Yeah. What was all the that, one where uh, Richard shit. Mulligan was, or was it Richard Mulligan, or it was a uh, Ted, uh, Ted, well, the guy from Caddyshack? What is his name? What's his last Ted name? Ted Knight. Ted Knight was he has the comic strip, and it was about a space cow. Oh, the cow! Oh, cosmic yeah. cow! It was um, yeah, the the possibly gay neighbors. Like, well, he and, was gay for real. Uh, he was so gay, he got the ultimate gay punishment. But uh. Yeah. Who's that um, called? Too close for comfort. Too close for comfort. It's called that. It's called too close for comfort. Um. But it, it's it's something else. It falls right in lines with like the computer wore tennis shoes and uh, the shaggy dog and Herbie. Like it's pretty much trash. But how's the cat? Yeah, uh, the cat's fine. The cat's the cat's adorable. For a second, I, I forgot. I forgot that movie, the computer that wore tennis shoes or whatever. And for, uh, I thought I thought the word you said was computer, computer war. Computer war. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was computer war tennis shoes? <laughs> you know, war tennis shoes sounds like computer, one of those badly computer war colon colon tennis, tennis shoes. <laughs> sounds like one of those like poorly translated like Chinese like game consoles. Computer <laughs> war tennis shoes. Yeah. <laughs> And there, oh, there's all, and there's the world's greatest athlete. Did you guys ever see that? Never heard oh, of it. The uh, it stars. Oh my god, damn it! I can't think of anybody's name right now. Richard Amos 
from uh, or John John Amos. John Amos from yeah. fucking uh, from uh Yeah, but uh fucking the TV one day at a time or no. What yeah. the fuck is that show called? With Florida. James yeah, oh, damn yeah. my hey, what the f- Good times. Uh, good times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's in it. It's called I didn't watch this. I remember it from from when I was younger. He's a basketball coach. I think a basketball coach, maybe a track coach who goes to Africa to get back to his roots because he's burned out and where he finds the world's greatest athlete living in the jungle who is It's like an air up there? Oh, Oh, it's a reverse air up there? It's like like an air up there Tarzan (laughs) combo. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's a white guy. Of course it is. And as a kid, I remember, I thought it was Kurt Russell that was the the titular... Well, he the titular was, uh, world's yeah, greatest athlete. He was in a similar Disney movie. Of, apparently, the urban legend is Kurt Russell is the last things that Walt Disney said on his deathbed. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard his last words. Yeah. Kurt Russell? Yeah. Good for him. So they're talking about movies. Um, and it was just like, yeah, he's just Kurt Russell. But yeah, the cat movie, it's 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 okay. It's it's they, really it's a lot longer than it should have been. Well, every movie was like three hours long back in the day. You had to get your quarter's worth. But like, is it is it all cat or do they do like the Sabrina gimmick where it's like half real cat, half strange pipe cleaner puppet cat? No, 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 it's all real cat. It's like <laughs> it's like they. I, I don't know how they train a cat that well, but probably well, my, my cat just lays around, lays around all the time. Like the Dukes of Hazard, General Lee, they just had a lot of cats and they just kept yeah, lowering like, them over rivers or. or um, What's Milo that? and Otis, where they kept feeding those pugs to bears until they got the shot right. Or it's like, uh, what was that other oh, one? Homeward Bound? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. They killed like 14 animals. They intentionally made We Three several times. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's when is that movie coming out? Because it's been like in development since that comic book came out. Yeah. I don't know. It's dead. What movie? We, we Three. three. It's, uh, the Grand Morrison comic book yeah. about like. The animals like that get cybernetic power suits. It is a, animals into it super is, weapons. It is an unofficial prequel to the Weapon X program. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's good. You can uh, read it in five minutes because there's no dialogue in it. Watched the American Pickle movie. Oh, I didn't care for that. It was all right. It was yeah, fine. I, I turned it off if I remember. It kind of it kind of went a little too long, and it, the 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 premise lost its luster a little bit. But I thought Seth Rogen did a good job in uh, playing two totally different characters, like the the total like old school alpha and also the new age soft boy <laughs> in the same movie. I thought he played well against himself. <laughs> he played off; they played off each other really well. Um, it was fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible though. It's not the worst thing I saw this year. Um, it's only <clears throat> I know. <laughs> There's still plenty of time. Don't worry. <laughs> and the last thing I saw watched was uh, Palmer. Oh, I wanted to watch that. that it's good. good. I liked it. I thought it was, I liked it a lot. What's that? It's about it's Jim new. Palmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is it just two hours of him going? My autistic stepson loves Chick Fil A fries. <laughs> it's important that you understand that he didn't come from my loins. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's got Justin Timberlake. It's an Apple TV movie. Wow. Um, he, Justin Timberlake, uh, Justin Timberlake lives in a small town. <laughs> and he, 
he gets out of he gets out of prison and moves in with his with his grandmother and next door is a white trash family where the kid is a boy who likes to dress up like a girl and play okay. with dolls and is it a period piece? Uh, maybe a little bit. They got cell phones, but they don't look like new cell phones. So maybe settled like 10 years ago. Justin Timberlake's not a bad actor. He has one of the most confusing parts I've ever seen in any movie in Black Snake Moan. <laughs> that whole movie is confusing. Like, what is, wait, wait. You finish that movie and you're like, what was the point of this movie? Yeah. What was Timberlake in for? Uh, attempted murder. Go big. He was yeah. oh damn it. Well, I, I mean not my, really. He, he was in he, jail for bringing sexy back. Ah, oh. uh, <laughs> um, I guess attempted murder. They don't give out Nobel prizes for attempted chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was good. I th- I, uh, I thought he did. He was really well on it. The kid's really good at it. The kid that uh, he befriends. It's only like his like second role, and the first one was on a bit part in a TV show. And I thought he was really good. Um. There's really nobody else of note in it. The uh, the kid's mother is played by Juno Temple, who oh, I don't. Pretty good. She's been in a few things. I've the only that. thing I recognize her from is that Ted Lasso show that nobody's watched except for me, even though it's outstanding. Mm, um, little, you sound a little bit of little snark there you're throwing at us. I see, but it's, it's all right. nobody I <laughs> talk to about it even knows what I'm talking about. And it's so good. It's tremendous. It's probably the best thing Jason Sudeikis has done. Ooh. Um, yeah, that's everything I watched. Uh, the new episode of WandaVision. Better than Colossal? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, WandaVision, WandaVision was awesome. I thought like, was- the beginning of... Have you? Has anybody... Are you watching it at all, Sean? Or are you... No, I haven't started it yet, but I don't care about spoilers. I'm, I am behind. I'm only on episode two. It's only half the, an hour long. Dude, not, not even. They're like 27 minutes. I know. For that. some reason, though, they have nine minutes of credits every episode. And have you watched? I didn't watch them, but I fast-forwarded. It does, mm. like, the normal credits. Yeah. And then it does, like, for, like, three or four different countries, like, all the voice parts and everything. It's, it's obnoxious. And, well, and, like, you know what? It ain't easy to make a functioning AI robot, TJ. but but like Um, the thing that that is annoying sorry alec and we've we've touched on this a few times is that that interface is so bad you know every other goddamn streaming service when the episode ends the little like hey you want to watch the next one pops up like right away but because this show has an hour and a half of credits it doesn't do that and i have to back out click on the next episode oh it's fucking obnoxious they brought in wiccan and uh Speed, right or no? Not yet. That, that's okay. that's rumored to be who her kids are going to be. Oh yeah, she has kids, and that ain't a billion Tommy. So, do you think they're going to spin it off to Young Avengers? Because that seems like kind of a slam dunk for Disney Plus. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I Hawkeye, Hawkeye's going to be in the Hawkeye show, a uh, girl Hawkeye. Yeah, and they have. They've introduced yeah, it, uh, Scott Lang's daughter already. It's Haley Steinfeld, or Steinfeld, however you say her name. I bet yeah, you. With, you know what? She's now really good, too. You said they great. introduced all those people. All they got to do is bring in Patriot. Like, they've got the show. I would yeah. I would love that. I think that would be yeah. perfect. Like, I, I thought that, that those first couple Young Avengers trades were really good. Yeah, who wrote that? Alan, oh, what the fuck was that guy's name? I don't remember. Moore. <laughs> Jim, Jim, Jim Chung did the artwork. And he the did the art. art. Yeah, what was? He was like he wasn't a comic book guy that wrote it though. He was like a TV guy. He's a some kind of famous gay dude. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Hey, I mean, 
<laughs> and Patriot nah. was on a uh, fucking MGH hormone. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, and- the, the 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 beginning of this episode of WandaVision Vision is tremendous. I when I realized what was going on, I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is the best thing they've done in like three years." Well, the previous not- the episode uh, three, I guess, yeah, three. That I thought that was a stronger episode too because I there was a scene where like you could tell something like was going wrong in the show and like Vision's like, "We need to get out of here," and then there's like a glitch. And Vision goes back to being like happy sitcom Vision. I was like, that's pretty fucking slick. Yeah. There's like, a shit. What was I gonna say? I was in some I don't know some social media space, and somebody was like, "Yeah, the show would be good if it wasn't for uh, uh, what's her name, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen. She can't she's act. She's, I'm like, she's, she's a great actress. She's really good in this. She's great in Marcy Martha May Marlene or whatever the fuck that's called. I can never get the title she's straight. She's great and she's good. I, I don't have a problem with her. I thought I think she's really good on the show. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I've, been, I've enjoyed. I think that this show has been like one of the most creative things Marvel has done, and I love it. Like it's so different than everything else. Yep, and they're bringing back all kinds of people from all kinds of parts of the Marvel universe. Yeah. And the rumor is, is that by the end of this, you're going to have fucking mutants. It's going to be a reverse House of M thing. So. Oh my god! That's the rumor. Like, because oh. you know, because you know that they're, you know, they 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 got the rights to X Men now. So, like, how are they going to bring in mutants? Well, you're going to have Wanda say instead of no more mutants, how about a couple of mutants? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fourteen mutants. Since they own everything, I want them to go weird now. Like, give me like a Marvel UK, like fucking Knights of Pendragon, <laughs> Death's Head <laughs> Two. Yeah. <laughs> If, uh, give me a Deathlock move or a TV show. Like yeah, that would be sweet. Well, you yeah. heard that. I guess they're they're rebooting the Punisher, but they're going to keep John Bernthal. Oh, so, oh. there's no that. way it's going to be as fucking like gritty as the Netflix one, right? Like probably not. But if as long as he's still involved, I'm sure it'll be good. And also, I, they, there's rumors that Charlie Cox is on the set of the new Spider-Man movie. So that what is a. Uh, oh. TJ, you'll remember this. Remember when, I don't know, it must have been in the late 80s, maybe early 90s, when Punisher had the team of Punishers, and one of them was like a luchador, and yeah. one of them was a woman. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, yeah, it was It was right, It was was pre-Punisher Warzone, like it was before they launched that book, it was, it was very strange. I believe Chuck Dixon wrote a bunch of that, it was odd. That also yeah. culminated in the, the storyline where Punisher became black for a few issues, oh. which is problematic. <laughs> Well, he's been everything. He was black. He was an angel for a while. He's Frankenstein. He's a Frankenstein. Yeah, Frankenstein. <laughs> or I'm sorry, Frankenstein's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, um, anything else, Alex? No. Uh, is Gogs? Gogs left. Gogs. 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 Going once. Going twice. It's, yep. Uh, I just I only watched one thing. One thing. Uh, I watched uh, out of respect for GameStop and Wall Street bets. I watched Trading Places. Um. Where they sell like pork belly futures, if pork I remember belly. correctly. No, they, they they try to orange juice. They short frozen concentrated orange juice. But pork bellies does show up earlier. They're commodities brokers. Yeah. Um uh that movie is could not be made today because I forgot Dan Aykroyd shows up in blackface for one scene. <laughs> and uh I mean they made Tropic Thunder. That's a good point. Uh yeah. the, the, a lot of hard F's in that movie, uh yeah. by uh by Eddie Murphy, but yeah. it's it's. I mean, who hasn't seen Trading Places, right? It's, well, that was it's, his catchphrase. Yeah, uh, 
these guys couple of yeah no um yeah. it's 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 still a ton of fun uh uh sexiest lady in the world uh uh jamie lee curtis is in it yeah can, can i be for a second in the that's where um, i'm going I'm, I'm you, made, you sent the most insane text about how <laughs> it was a hot take about how much you love jamie lee curtis and it's literally the only thing i know about you know your first name until like three years ago but i knew yeah. the jamie lee curtis thing yeah, so it's like finding part of my personality <laughs> no it's a good point I guess, I guess, and TJ, TJ said, rightfully said the same thing. He's like, what, how is this news? And good point. But uh, I guess what was nice about it, I think it said the same thing in the text, was it was nice to know that I, uh, I, I'm not wrong at least anymore. Like I was wrong with, so Krell really shook me to my core. It made me think about a lot of things that I used to love, but apparently. It shook you to your core. Like, like maybe I was wrong. On a lot of stuff, and this is the first time I've revisited that movie in a long time. It and seems I was like, like the comedies from that era hold up a lot better than anything else does. They really, yeah, they're they're great. I mean, it's yeah, and classic Ackroyd, 1983 comedy. I, I think Aykroyd's kind of underrated in that movie because like Eddie Murphy's so big, but like he's really good in that. It's like he was oh, selling he, PCP. First of all, it was Angel Dust. Right, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I'm dating a heroin dealer. First of all, it was Angel Dust. Second of all, and he's such a like he is I, I, like I don't know like I, get, I don't know who's a stunt cast or playing against type or whatever, but he because he's such he's so lovable in like Ghostbusters and other stuff, right? He's such yeah. like a he's such just a, a a fucking prick. Like you just and the like the the, the scenes in the beginning before he gets his and yeah. um. Like watching Denholm Elliott, like just like, like when he's like he's making crepe Suzette tableside, and like yeah. he doesn't even acknowledge it. He's like, "Nah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're, we're not oh, worried yeah, about that's... you have it." He's like, "That is Marcus, right from uh, yeah, Indiana Marcus Jones." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> like, in it, like it, it's a ton of fun. The plot is absurd, and I never, Ludicrous. and thankfully the whole this whole short selling thing. As a kid, I just watched it and I just say, like, these are things I don't understand. Clearly it worked. So clearly it worked. Whatever they were doing worked. I didn't understand what they did at the end to screw over the Dukes until now. Yeah. Like, I didn't get it. Like, I was like, I don't know. They they did some shit with some numbers. And everybody yelled. There's a lot of shaking. Everybody was very excited. And then at the very end, the two guys, somehow the president of the New York Stock Exchange was able to uh, had the unilateral authority to take all of the Duke's possessions. So that's the way it works. Um, it was the 80s. It was the 80s. Yeah, they go. They got to set up a lot of plot to be able to drop that N-word at the end of the movie that I always forget is in it. Oh, yeah. No, it's no. It's it's <laughs> and, and like they're like the scheme to get the crop report like on the on the party train from Baltimore to Philadelphia with Jim with Jim Belushi and Al Franken like and the yeah. gorilla and everyone's in costume. Like, it's just, it, it really was like, it was a, it was like a always sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> level of like over the top, unnecessary costumage. It's, but it's, it's one of those movies that makes you realize how ludicrous the world was before the internet. Right. Like, this is like, this is, yeah, this was absurdity like prior to Tim and Eric and stuff, but this is, well, I mean, I just the idea that they have to go physically get this thing and smuggle it back, this piece of paper. Oh right, right, yeah. yeah like the whole, like this whole thing, all these movies, every movie from the eighties can be undone with a cell phone. Like if a cell phone was there, 
I don't think any movie plot stands from the eighties. They just just they just go away. Um, but yeah, Trading Place is ton of fun. Uh, I have a little bit of a gripe though. It's not with the movie, but it's with the Amazon interface. So uh, I'm currently forgetting that I'm paying for stars. So I have stars, <laughs> and uh, when I search for the movie on Amazon, there's three. It comes up three times, and the first one I picked was like to rent it or buy it. The second one to pick was to rent it or buy it in H in 4K. And then the mm-hmm. third one was, oh, by the way, it's also free to you with stars. Like, why are you even well, like, the free one come up first? Why or... the free one come up only? Like, what's the yeah. deal? It should be free because you have stars. Here's other options if you want to purchase stuff. So I know Jeff Bezos listens to this show. So, Jeff, <laughs> please tweak that. Oh, also, the fucking Liz was like, it was hilarious. We're watching it at the very end. You know, it shows the things like starring. It doesn't list Ackroyd. It doesn't list Jamie Lee Curtis or Eddie Murphy. It lists... Three, three, it lists Bo Diddley, who shows up as the pawn shop owner in Philadelphia. It lists, uh, it lists uh, uh, Winthorpe's girlfriend, Penelope's, that actress. She's been in two movies. She's been in this and Manhunter. That's it. And it lists the guy who uh, who plays the judge, who kind of looks like Rip Torn, who takes all of the Duke's possessions at the end. Like, <clears throat> the, the actors it names. I'm like, oh. Weird. I've noticed I've noticed that a lot with Amazon lately. They're like the actor listings are way off. Like starring? Like it's like Eddie Murphy's on the cover. Like both yeah. Eddie Murphy and Dan are on the cover. Like, come on. But what about Bo Diddley? A Bo Diddley. If Bo Diddley uh, he's got that great line after like Winthrop's like this this simultaneously tells time in Tokyo, Paris, LA, and Shad. And he's like, in Philadelphia. It's worth fifty bucks. It's like, okay. <laughs> that's a good, no, great movie. But that's all I watched. All uh, right. You know what? Now that you mentioned Bo Diddley, and I don't want to get off track because this is long enough. But like the Bo, you don't know Diddley. Who is that joke for? Like, how many like fans of old Delta Blues were buying cross training <laughs> shoes? At the I same don't know. Time? I- I don't, I don't know, but I know, I remember the commercial. Like, you know what I mean? I must have been a, like. I a mean, it was the happy bow. happy bow coincidence. They only had so many bows they could work with. <laughs> There's well, like, I mean, but by that same, by that same logic, one of the characters in Mario Three was Boo Diddley, and like, yeah. who's that for? Um, to kill Mockingbird fans. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, anytime Bo Diddley's mentioned, there's like this really hilarious picture of Bo Diddley backstage. At a concert with his guitar like strapped to him, and he's fr- he's frying chicken. It's just like he's like this guy's got to eat. Like you know, I like right after the show, like just give me some oil, some chicken. I'm good. Yeah, he's like I'm not going to Royal Farms, man. I'm doing that down home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking rules. Oh, good times. So Expendables two yeah. sucks. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's uh, gonna be. You know what? This is this one was tough for me. I, I I'm gonna have a hard time with my score because I'm I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. Uh, I, uh, so what happened in this movie? Who wants to take this one? I mean, I'll do it. It's like it's it's like uh, you uh, could that write. Sounds, that sounds you, like Gogs volunteered. Do it. You could write the plot of this movie on the back of a postcard, like this and they no, did. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the uh, the. You meet you meet the titular expendable in media res in the middle of uh, some sort of uh, extrajudicial uh, international affair assault 
where they're driving around the uh, all of the vehicles from uh, the Xbox game Mercenaries through <laughs> town uh, in like 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 the most impractical way possible, and they're just turning people into soup, and yeah. it's bananas. Like yeah. they're just ripping through shit. Like like they've got catchphrases. There's so many catchphrases in this movie. They spray painted catchphrases on their vehicles. Yeah, there's catchphrases like, all over their weapons. Like they're doing dumb shit. Like, and there's and somehow this <laughs> compound has like extra ramps where they need to be so they can run their ATVs correctly up the sides of buildings to slam through shit. Like they're not protected in any way, so you can see everyone's faces. Like the amazing lack of armor. Everyone's wearing a beret. People's names are dumb. Terry Crews shoots a rocket launcher that needs to, that can't be reloaded repeated times. Like shit's just well, they kick a helicopter out of the sky like like Fast and the Furious 7 style they, they, by they rash, like they they jam on they a brought dirt a bike. motorcycle for reasons. Just strapped so, on the back of this they, ATV. The, they hit the, the dirt bike. Five they hit minutes. the dirt bike, or excuse me, they hit the helicopter so hard with the dirt bike it turned into CGI. Yeah, like they just, and they just do a full send right through the cockpit. Uh, then there's a frying pan. So this is the only part of the movie that has Jet Li in it. Uh, they're wibbledy bibbledy kicking ass all over the place. D- uh, Dolph Lundgren's like playing a legit insane person, which I love. He's doing this. Andrew Scott. He's like, doing he... Andrew Scott, except horny Andrew Scott, who really wants to bang this Chinese lady. Um, the, the first five minutes of this movie are awesome. Yeah, the first five minutes. I, I, I sat there the first five minutes ago. If this keeps up, this will be my the one. This will be a ten. Yeah. Like, there's no way that I'm giving this a bad score um, because those first five minutes are just kooky dukes. Like it's. It's completely over the top. And I remember watching the first Expendables thinking, this movie is absolute trash. Why am I just guffawing over this? But anyway. Well, I, I wanted to ask. I didn't look it up, but I should have. Did this movie, did both of these movies come out after Rambo 4 or was one of them in between? I didn't. Um, that's a good question. Both came out after Rambo 4. I'm not I don't sure. remember the first one being this violent. But yeah, I this felt like Rambo 4 violent, though. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's and like and and so Stallone is like he's made of just uh, fucking blood vessels. Like he's just vast. He I, like I was telling TJ he's got so much Botox he can't actually talk in the movie. He looks like he looks like Tetsuo the Iron Man, but with skin stretched over him. Like he's got so much like, shit going on. But, all of uh, all of the all of the Expendables movies came out after Rambo Four. Oh, hey, well, thank, you, thank you, Alex. Um. So, uh, oh, and they're doing like so. They they break into the compound, and they they there's this guy. For some reason, the terrorists who are like I don't know if they ever really say they just say foreign language uh, is being said. Um, they're getting Not ready to Spanish like, this time. They're, they're getting ready to like yeah. cut off like somebody's testicles, and the the big reveal is it's Arnold Schwarzenegger because all of these because I guess it's just old men <sighs> bonanza. And then there's a there's a Terminator joke because he takes Terry Crews' gun. First of many Terminator jokes. Uh, I don't think Arnold Schwarzenegger has to stand at any point in this movie. <laughs> yeah, at some point, I, no, I think he's no, he stands at some point because he's like, bah, 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 bah. he does a he does a walk and talk with a with okay. an AH twelve. But so there, 
they they do whatever they they save this uh, Chinese billionaire who's there for reasons, but this is their contract because this is what these people do. Um, they they end up having a very elaborate uh, run through the. Well, first of all, they all strap on zip lines to like high voltage lines, which will kill you. But that's fine. Uh, there's going zippity doo through the through the through the jungle. Yeah, they uh, have like a century or what was it? Room Raiders. You remember that eighties action figure where you'd set up the yeah. lines in your room and yeah, you'd yeah, up and air, down? air Raiders. Air, air Raiders. Raiders. There you go. Like, yeah, I remember that shit. <laughs> um, so they're they're like most of them end up in the river where they've got a boat that's consisting of a bolt hole and two jet skis, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, but but. Uh, 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 Stallone and Statham, who are like, they're like the odd couple of the like begrudging best friends. Like, oh, you're just so right. They get captured, and then uh, not Thor murks them all from a distance, and he's like the heart of the movie. So well, now St- Stallone also has the only name that a human being would have. Yeah, he's uh, Barry Barney Barney Barney. No, no, it's, it's, Barney Ross. Barney Ross yeah. Lee Christmas. No one's Toro. last name is Christmas. His last name is Christmas. <laughs> and the front of their plane has like Santa. I guess they were playing it up. Uh, um, Lloyd Christmas. There's Lloyd Christmas. Oh, right. Okay. I brought it up on Facebook, but like this movie and Rambo have a, a sniper named Billy, which is kind of strange to me. Like They're the like, same exact character. Maybe yeah. Stallone lost somebody. Uh, he lost like, a Billy. I, 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 I put two pictures up. Rambo was schoolboy. It is. It is. I found out later. Schoolboy, but Schoolboy is basically Billy. Like it's a no, little it's the same character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, like Stallone. Like it, you might as well just put on that guy's forehead. I'm gonna die because like it's so painfully obvious. Oh, every it's time so telegraph like, the kid like shows up at Stallone. Like every five seconds, like that kid's great. It seemed, it that. sounded like the Homer's notes for Poochie. Like when the yeah. kid when Poochie's not on screen, everyone should be like, "Where?" Well, they, even, they even like fucking did the, the like spoilers. They did like the the old cop trope of he was two days away from retirement, <laughs> yeah. and then he gets a knife. I know. I know gonna, kick through his chest. <laughs> I know we're gonna be all over the place because this movie is fucking like insane, but also really slow. Uh, they do that like. It's like they understand that people like action movies from the 80s, and that's why they made the movie, but they don't understand why the scenes work. So they do the <laughs> the um, long, tall Sally scene from Predator for like an hour in that plane with the music, but then they it's keep playing. 60s music stuff. Yeah, it's like the rest of the movie has that. And like, it just doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense in context. Like, right. Well, it's like I said in the, the, our, our text. It's like if somebody was like, we want to have a team up between the Predator team and Ocean's Eleven, and what would that yeah. look like? Like that's what this is. That's this, this. That's this group dynamic. So, anywho, it feels like Rob Liefeld wrote this movie. Like it's <laughs> it's like just short of somebody saying "Yabba Dabba Doom" to be like. <laughs> so they go. So uh, uh, this sniper does his bit. Everybody gets to the exfiltration, whatever. They get to their old plane that's all logoed out because it's like the most conspicuous thing I've ever seen in my life. Um. So the, the 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 group that's on the double jet ski boat hull, and I think expendable refers to vehicle budget because they're just throwing <laughs> the shit away, just disposable income, and they're flipping down the thing, and there's all the shooter dudes and blowy uppos, and then uh, the plane comes in, and 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 like you know how many bugs. Jason Statham would get in his teeth and eyes if he was to sit outside of the nose of a fucking airplane with an M60, like going, 
better than 250 miles an hour without any goggles. Just like that, 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 that. I mean, it's fun to watch, but it's very impractical. So yeah. also somehow, somehow the, the guys shooting at them on the bridge don't, don't hit any of them. There's no, like you said before, none of them have any protective gear. Like Jason Statham is basically out in the exposed in like the, the middle of that, that plane. Yeah, it's like those GI Joe vehicles that were they like tanks where yeah, they just yeah. sit on top of them yeah. for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> so now you've got, uh, or Anthony Anderson in the end of uh, Cradle to the Grave. So now yeah. you've got, so the plane dips in low. They break out. Now the jet skis make, now, why would you just use the jet skis? Doesn't matter. They fucking <laughs> shoot the jet skis off of the back of the boat. They zip them into the plane. And then the plane, presumably the, presumably the plane brought all of this gear to this mission, right? I would so now they have that. Now we're short like four, um, like mutant trucks, and we're just we're just plus one Chinese billionaire. And now they don't have enough, they have too much weight to take off, so they have to jettison the jet skis. That's just a weird side note. They put a oh. fucking tank gun on the nose of this plane, which is. Absurd, and and, and, it, and it shoots. I don't know cataclysm rounds that cause everything to explode. It's amazing. So it, there's a real problem with weight ratios in planes because they get a plane at the end of the movie that could comfortably fit like me and a sandwich. And they like, fly that back to America from like Bulgaria or Albania. Yeah, these beef lords, plane. there is a zero percent chance that plane's getting off the ground. They fly this shitty biplane or this uh, shitty, what do you call those planes that like can go in biplane? I was right. So, like, they, they keep talking about how like this thing's a piece of shit and barely running, but somehow they fly it from like Myanmar all the way back to LA. LA, the fuck they are, yeah. And they got America town. Like, where are they? Where are they flying into that this is cool? Well, they're like, yeah, just come on in. That's a great point. This is post nine eleven, right? Like, So we lose Jason. We lose Jet Li now, who did have a very fun frying pan fight in the opening yeah. scene. That fight I was good. I like that, that fight. fight. Was good. It was a lot of fun. It was cool. I liked uh, it a lot. And they stuck with it. They, they, they did the right thing. They, they brought it back and they let Jet Li be Jet Li and he did a kick-ass job. And I also, I would go so far as to say, like, there's some other karate fighting later in the movie that's still Jason pretty Statham good. Jason Statham does good work in this would, movie. Jason Statham's karate is pretty good. All the fight choreography, all of it, and the stunts are excellent in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Stunt work, but I think the Jet Li fight is probably the best Court, like the best shot and choreographed fight of the whole movie. Jet, I don't know. One, Scott, Atkins. Scott Atkins one. Scott Atkins one is pretty great, and we'll get to it how it ends because it, it, when it ends, I honestly go. Can we yeah, play a game good. real quick? Yeah, I want you to. I want a guess on the amount of second unit directors in this movie. Everybody, just pick a number. Five, okay. six. Okay. Uh, seven. Twelve. Oh my god! <laughs> There's more second unit directors than there are expendables because it uh, probably took nine people to fucking shoot all those action scenes. Oh my god! Wow. Well, good, good on them. All right, so now one of them is a uh, Boaz Davidson the, of Canon Films fame, which is oh, like shit. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So now we're uh, we're we're flying over China or somewhere, and they won't give him clearance to land. So instead of so they just strap this Chinese billionaire to Jet Li and yeet him out the bottom of the plane <laughs> in his uh, in his uh, 
his branded Expendables parachute because it has that logo on it. Yeah. And, uh, and they, then they, that's well, it. You forgot a funny line that, that Dolph Lundgren has. He's like, also, Dolph Lundgren is such a freak of nature. Like, his voice, like, his natural speaking voice is just so fucking weird every time yeah. he talks. He's like, what am I going to do without you? And then Jet Li's like, you'll find another... I can't even do it Chinese. He's, He's like, like, you'll find another my <laughs> It was pretty great. So now, so now they're back at they're back at their home base, which I guess is a biker bar. And oh my god, can, can we talk about this bar for a second? <laughs> like, this bar to me was like, I don't know why, I just thought it was the funniest goddamn bar. Because, like, first of all, they're sitting directly in front of a live band, but they're all speaking in normal volume, while, yeah. like, the worst cover of Mustang Sally is just blasting <laughs> in your speakers. And like, Is that a direct Predator reference? Is, oh, yeah, I guess. No, it's Long Tall Sally. I know, but they do you think they know the title of the song because there oh, is a musical oh, reference. Yeah, that makes we'll talk about soon that just drove me up a wall. What's the name of of Jason Statham's girlfriend cuz she has got some gumbos? Uh Dixie Flatline. Is it like Carpenter? <laughs> it's Lacey, Car- Charisma Carpenter. She was in Buffy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, she was very attractive. Uh, but anyway, continue. So anyway, you get you go back to Stone's like, like your girlfriend's a whore. Yeah, like Stallone dunks on him like all the time about like his his skanky girlfriend. So now uh, they're having a thing, and uh, one of the Hemsworths like, "Hey, boss, can I talk to you outside on our motorcycles?" Yeah, sure, no big deal. Before my impending and, death. Yeah, he's like he's like, listen, man, I thought this was for me, but it's not for me. You know, killing people. At a distance, like away from home, is more than I can handle. So uh, I'm a, one last ride, and then I'm out. It's like, okay, cool. And then Stallone goes back to his house slash hangar slash airplane place to just, I guess, fuck around in the thing. And well, is it? It's kind of weird that the Mickey Rourke NPC doesn't load when he goes in there. I guess it was like a, a Bethesda bug because, like, guaranteed he's supposed to pop up in there to give him a quest. Right, but but and how long was Bruce Willis sitting? In that plane, waiting for him to come back. Uh, uh, t- uh, pause real quick. Bruce Willis, <sighs> as, as much as we make fun of him, he actually didn't seem like he, no, he minded didn't. being in this movie. He seemed like he actually cried in this one. But then in the third one, his claws came into effect and he couldn't be in the third one. Because he, <laughs> he wouldn't give him that extra day. I'm being serious. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. His, like, however much for however many dates thing came into effect. And wow. he would not relent, so he's not in the third movie. Well, I think Schwarzenegger and Willis get replaced with Banderas and Mel Gibson in the third one, which upgrade as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, kind of across the board. Yeah. Uh, so, wait, so, and I forget how the first one ends. I know that I don't Bruce Willis they win. West, but did they double cross him or screw him over something at the end of the first one? I think Bruce Willis was like kind of the bad guy, right? Like, wasn't I'm- he? I'm he's, a put CIA, it out there. he's a CIA guy, so he's like he's always got shady shit going on, right? I'm going to put it out there that when they wrote this movie, that both of those characters were either named Church or Trench, and they realized that halfway through shooting and changed one of them because it is like these. <laughs> you don't name two characters basically the same name like that; right. like they're yeah. too similar. So now uh, Bruce Willis shows up. And is like, hey, jackass, you owe me for the shit that happened. So now I need you. And your and your and your and the what do you keep calling them the fucking little rascals to go head to 
maybe Albania or possibly China, or I'm not sure, <laughs> and get something from a magical safe, and you're going to take a woman with you, <laughs> and you go to go see. I couldn't bring her with me right now because that would make too much sense. So go meet her under the bridge in the next 20 minutes, I guess. And so he does, and it's weird. And she does like a 12 o'clock boys wheelie on the way out, like deuces. See you tomorrow. Yeah, she gives him a lot of it. So now they got to go to wherever and get whatever. So now they go to this. Thing, oh, and they, you should point out that like Stallone does not want to work. It doesn't want a woman on the team. It's like no. really obnoxious. Like the whole right. time. A banana on a fishing boat. It's just bad <laughs> luck, I guess. So now they go and they fly to uh, Bulgaria or Albania. I forget which one. Stokovia uh, or whatever. Yeah. So over the course of the plane flight in the last 15 minutes before landing, uh, you get uh, Dolph Lundgren like clearing his throat to try and seduce this woman in a weird, weird way. And then you get. We know from our extensive Dolph Lundgren research that he is a fan of the East, the East Asian woman. Or I guess oh, yeah. Shout out. Uh, showdown Little Tokyo. So now yeah. uh, he. So then she has her little heart-to-heart moment where you all find out, because I guess nobody bothered asking Billy about who he was. I guess it's only his, like, fourth day on the job. Um, And he talks about how he had a shitty experience with war and how he's done with it, even though he does war for a business. And he's going to marry his – or he has already married some French lady, and that's what he's all about now. And everybody's like, oh, that's one. So now they land (laughs) – in a river, everyone's wearing a beret. They walk up the hill. The kid walks up the hill faster than anybody else and finds this plane. Uh, then he goes to go overwatch or whatever. Uh, a lot of the barn beef tries to open up this door so that the lady can use her fucking Nokia uh, game and watch to like open up the goddamn safe because if you don't open up the safe right, it's gonna explode. And it's and it's in this. It's in a plane with spring-loaded doors or something. She almost going to get cut in half, but Terry Crews is all vascular, so it's fine. Pause real quick. So their their whole plan was they needed to get this fucking thing out of the plane, but they bring no tools to like open these fucking doors. Well, they brought the little flippy do, but like they get didn't into bring, the safe. Like, like what they didn't if bring like behind, a get through the a fucking lock fence. Like bring well, what's funny is it was a safe outside a safe. Like 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 oh, I was like the safe's already open. Then they look in the safe. And there's another safe. I was like, huh. It's like exhibit design this plane. Like yo, I heard you like safes. So now, and when they open the safe, there's clearly two things in the safe, and she only grabs one. And I'm like, what's the other thing? So now uh, they're like, okay, well that was easy, no big deal. And then they walk down the hill, and then the star of the movie shows up because evil Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, is in league with Satan, and yeah. he wants to sell plutonium to everybody. That yeah. is re- that is the most interesting part of the movie, and it is referenced for two minutes and never <laughs> expanded on. Never brought up again. Van Damme I, is part of a goddamn satanic paramilitary corporation. <laughs> so, I, mean, I was kind of thinking it's like it's like the Expendables versus the Evil Expendables, but there's a lot more Evil Expendables. And there's a there's a showdown scene where Scotty Karate breaks out a knife that doesn't make any sense and cuts Thor's brother's chest a little bit. And there's like you, it's like you're all playing chicken with each other with guns. He's like, throw your guns down, lay on your face, whatever. And he's got Barney's knife. 
which is awesome. And Jean-Claude Van Damme is the best part of this movie. Jean-Claude Van Damme fucking slaps in this movie. I just can't (laughs) understand a word he said in the entire movie. But he was very good as a villain. He says sheep a lot. He says sheep a lot. And he walks up to the... Oh, go ahead, Adam. I'm sorry. He looks looks great. Yes. He looks brutal. He looks terrifying. He 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 doesn't look like... Like old and recycled, like everybody else in this movie. No, he looks like still, he's, he's he still like, looks like outstanding. Still got it. Yeah. One of my main problems with this movie, and I guess it's not fair to blame the movie for this. When all these guys are in the same scene, I just want to watch Universal Soldier. Like I don't want to yeah. watch this movie anymore. Right. So now Jean Claude Van Damme's like asking the little Hemsworth, like, "Are you scared of me? You're like, oh, you got bravery, whatever. And you know, I heard you got a girlfriend you love. And then he's like. He has, I forget, he has Scotty Karate hold the knife against the dude's chest, and then he has this fucking wicked, like, fucking spinning roundhouse to just impale his ass. And then he's like, ladder bitch! And then they get on a fucking <laughs> helicopter because now they've got the thing, the MacGuffin, which you find out later is just a fucking map. Um, it's a map. It's a map to a place they already have. They already know about. Like, they're already there. So, anywho. So they go a, to it would have been better if they were digging digging in that cave through, through for the plutonium, but then just kept going right by it. Like, nope, we're digging to hell. <laughs> <laughs> or they hit dragon eggs and we're and we're now in uh we're we're back to that movie about dragons and Mike and Matt No, he means like because they're Satanists oh, they're like they're legit yeah. digging to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they won't literally try to find the, the devil. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that shit would be awesome. They like dig to the devil, and then at the very end, they get to the devil, and the devil's like, "Hell yeah, brother!" <laughs> oh, the devil's all Can you imagine Sylvester Stallone? If, if Satan gets a hold of those nukes, <laughs> we're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> we can't oh, let no. Satan get a hold of the plutonium. <laughs> Satan gets a hold of that crop report. He'll corner the market on frozen concentrated orange juice. Um, Yo, I, I don't know. I still got some rocks in the basement. <laughs> but but there is yeah, no basement. Better so movie. Now, so now... Is this uh, where they fly to the why the last man future? So now they go... So now they now you've got broken sad man Stallone. And he's like, all right, go hot wire that truck. They took all of our guns. Go get the plane. And we're going to go... We're going to go beat the dick out of some Satanists. But that doesn't happen because the, the, the Chinese lady brings her torture kit to figure out what they did. Pause real quick. So, like, they go to the this bar, and they're about to beat up this guy to get information. And then, yeah. They the do Chinese, beat up the guy. But then the Chinese lady's like, no, I have my own ways. But then they, like, cut away from it. Like, she, like, so the happens, like he, They knock him out. And it's like, all right, let's start beating the shit out of him. She's like... I have a better way. And she breaks out her little, like, magic kit of knives. But and then it, like, hard cuts. I think, like, Stallone's is something like, that was sick. Or he, like, he, like, he, like, it's acknowledges really how gross it was, yeah, right? She cuts his dick off and they find out yeah. what. So they find out something that these guys, the, the skags or the scavs or the scars or whatever. And they are, and then you find out the MacGuffin is that back in the day, there's a whole bunch of refined plutonium that got buried in a mine somewhere. And what was on her, mine. what was on her like zip drive or whatever the fuck that thing was, was the precise locations of where in the mine this was. So now, so now you got two plots, right? We diverge. Two plots. Two plots. So you got um, all the expendables decide to camp in America town, 
which I guess was used for <laughs> purposes of practicing an assault on like Albany, New York. And then uh, cut to uh, Van Dam and Scotty Karate, and they're running a uh, uh, they're running a Temple of Doom scheme where they keep kidnapping <laughs> all the villagers to mine for the Shankara stones. But this time, the Shankara stones is plutonium. God, uh, did you say they shot this concurrently with Day of Reckoning or something? Came out the same year. So, do with that as you will. I uh, feel like they must have been shooting that. Like during this, you know, I feel what like I mean? everything's gray in the same place, and everybody's kind of still. Yeah. That would make sense to me because they already had like Scotty Karate on set. Like, just bring yeah. him along; he'll be fine. Um, so now, uh, the bad guys be bad guys, and the good guys, the bad guys find out about where the good guys are. So that the bad guys send a whole bunch of people, and the good guys don't have their guns yet because Lee Christmas hasn't shown up yet with their truck full of weapons. So they are fighting. Uh, a whole cadre of dum dums with just pistols. Is this, is this and, before or after they uh, make rigatoni for three hours? I think that's no. This is now, okay. and this is where you get the only character like development, which is uh, Terry Crews likes to cook. Yeah, and so and and Maggie Q is it Maggie Q? I can't no, remember. Who. No, no, I forget I know, the, the woman that was racist. But the, you know the Chinese lady, which is the character. Well, her name is Maggie in the movie. That's her real name is, is okay. like Nan her, Yu or something. That's correct. Nan Yu. She, she wants, you know, everybody's asking about their favorite foods or whatever. So, like, it's like the, the most ethnically inappropriate and stereotypical food. She wants, to, like, the most Chinese meal in the history of Chinese <laughs> yeah. meals. Oh, like, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren wants, yeah, like, reindeer is, dick or something. And, like, seal penis or something. <laughs> She wanted like the Great Wall of Duck side of like Al Dung sauce or something like completely. Like, anyway, the side so, of dead landlords. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I wanted some Foxcom rice. Uh, so now they, uh, so they do this whole bit and they accuse Randy Couture of liking cereal. Well, cereal's last, so what are you going to do I with mean, that? cereal that, that is, is awesome. That is a bizarre scene. Like, that whole exchange. <laughs> Spun him up and let him do whatever he does what he's doing in this movie. Also, while we're making references to every other movie these people have been in and some of them that they haven't, why is there no scene of Sylvester Stallone cutting up a piece of pizza with scissors during this? Right. This is... This, 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 this Anywho. It's real though. Oh, and there's a weird, like, there's a weird, like, sexual undertone. Like, Dolph Lundgren wants Chinese, but the Chinese lady wants Italian. Like, yeah. it's like, a weird. So that that's something I wanted to talk about. So, like, she's in the movie. I think she's in the movie so that Stallone has a case of the not gays. Like, it's really Christmas or Billy. Well, it's yeah, really well. Weird. That's how it reads because, like, him wanting to like tell Jason Statham that his girlfriend's a whore every five seconds reads as she's, he's trying to get her out of the way for yeah, you know, his and, own and purposes. The problem is that they don't really, <laughs> they don't really reinforce their relationship. It's just kind of hinted at, and Stallone like keeps her at arm's length, so it's like, what is going... What is this? Like, yeah. really... Um, it's very so anywho, Also, also is... But that reference doesn't make any sense, that joke, because it's like she wants Italian, but his name is Barney Ross in the movie. Sylvester Stallone, the actor, is Italian. <laughs> yeah, Barney doesn't Ross? Make to take out American? Is I don't black know. Black Irish? Yeah. 
So now you go. So now you're hanging out with Finn Lizzie. So now you're no, fighting. Not, not that kind of black Irish. <laughs> Spanish Irish, they're talking oh, about. Oh, uh, yeah. So now Scum or whatever the name of the bad guy group is. Scum. <laughs> and they start, like, fucking shit up. And they actually brought a legit tank. But thankfully, uh, 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 Chuck Norris would just got done uh, his... I don't know, standing still practice of being oh, hang on. terrible. Pa- pause one second because it just bugged me all night. Someone needs to explain to me why the sting from the good, the bad, and the ugly plays every time he shows up because he, as whole- far as I know, is not in that movie. Yeah. At <laughs> all. <laughs> wolf. Like he works by himself. Also, you know, I, I, I get that, but that's not what that movie's about, really. Also, he's Walker, Texas Ranger, baby. I don't know, and he can't act. So when Chuck they don't, Norris, they don't know what that movie's about either. Yeah, <laughs> this movie's about. There's no, no one understands any movie, including the one they are currently in. So, so when Chuck Norris shows up, before that, somebody blows up the tank. Chuck and Norris blows up the tank. What? He doesn't have. Like, I don't know. His, 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 gun, his, his gun had like. Oh, an undermounted rock or a oh, grenade launcher on. Yeah, where, where is his GW bridge gun that holds nine million rounds that killed all these people? You know what's funny at the end of the movie? A lot of Rob Liefeld references tonight. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so then he shows up and he's just like wooden as fuck, dude. And he's, he's like sucks. He's I guess so his bad. job is to, to is to hunt and kill these satanists, and he's and being also, so by God, right? So now. The um, Bowflex Corporation. He right. also like stops to deliver Chuck Norris facts. He does a Chuck Norris, <laughs> right? Like he's like, I heard you got yeah. bit by cobras again. Five agonizing days, the cobra died. So, I love that. I, I did legit laugh. And when can- that when that Chuck Norris fact thing and Vin Diesel fact thing came out, I did nothing for like days except read those. <laughs> or when, I guess when I first found out about them. What was the and then Vin- I got a at one point I got a book. It was it takes what was it? My favorite Vin Diesel one was like it takes it takes seven puppeteers to make Vin Diesel smile, but only takes three to make him destroy an orphanage or something. (laughs) um, Yeah. So those things were the best. Good. So now uh, he's like, "All right, guys. Well, good luck. Uh, Go round up a bunch of women and children to do your fighting for you or something." So now they go to another town. Oh my god! <laughs> everyone's already been, been temple doomed. Well, it's the way you're describing this movie sounds like a lot happens, but really nothing happened no. between the beginning and the end of this movie. I'm exploring the space, so now no one, <laughs> uh, they hunker down in this town. But now the Satanists are coming back to get more people, and so you get to actually witness. I said in the text, you get to witness Operation Bad Habit because they <laughs> the church and then fight. <clears throat> Abs. And you get some really fun. Uh, what, Jason, Statham says something like, "Forgive me, Father, for our, I'm about to sin." Yeah, it's something like, like that. Is he murders like 15 people? Like, like I, I know this. It wasn't you know Citizen Kane to begin with, but the script really runs out of gas dialogue wise here because it just becomes quips, and half of them don't make any sense, and the other half are ADR. Like my jokes, they're just like out of nowhere and they don't land. There's so much ADR in this movie, and it's like jarring ADR. It's like, oh god. I think Liz pointed that out. She walked by and said, why does their mouths match up with the words they're saying? I, 
it's it's almost like hit triangle to quip, you know what I mean? But it just like runs out of shit after a while. Or, you, you know, or it's like one of those doll, like, you know, you've, you've pulled the string on the doll so many times you're getting back to the first one. Like we're just, we've already heard it. There's a part coming up where Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, I'm going to I'll be right back. I'll be back. I'll be back. And then Bruce Willis is like, you'll always be right back. It's like so fucking stupid. No, you missed, you missed the cap of that where, Arnold Schwarzenegger as a curse word like says yippee ki yay like yippee yeah. ki yay like what yeah, it's, what it's, does that I'll mean <laughs> you'll be back I'll be back yippee ki yay it's like <laughs> he says so, yippee ki yay like as a placeholder for oy vey right you know what I mean like it just it makes <laughs> zero sense yippee ki yay exactly that's how <laughs> I say that all day at work yippee ki yay so now, so now the, the the Tacopians have now found all the plutonium. Well, um, well, hold on, you you missed a guy get turned into Swiss cheese. Yeah, he got literally. That's a great point. Good. The last, the last yeah, living guy. guy from oh, the oh, from the Centaurans. What does that comes does around the corner say? and like, every every expendable unloads their clip into him. Oh yeah, that's great. But there's yeah, like. <laughs> There's like a beat after he gets shot a thousand times, and it cuts back to Stallone way too late, and he's like, "Case closed or something." <laughs> yeah, that guy. You've been, you've been judged. It's that's how you make like a. That. That's how you make a RoboCop. Like that's the way this yeah, guy. No, shot. he got in two hundred nine. Like his chest was turned to a puddle. Like it was no joke. Um, Did we anyway. touch on that really bizarre fourth wall break where Gunner uh, Meatball or whatever his name is? They they talk about him being a Fulbright scholar and a chemist like Dolph Lundgren is in real life, which is a weird. Oh, that that's after their lock. Yeah, when he like, yeah, that's when he like optimizes this the law of special relativity and like he like cocks yeah. in it or something. Yeah, sorry, we, like, we didn't oh, all go this, to Guzzer College, Cogs. <laughs> this wall is made of phosphoric oxide. Oh no, that's coming up. So now they've had oh, okay. they, they've had an assault. So now they're like, all right, we gotta get we gotta assault the mine. It's right around the corner. Uh, what's the best way to get into the mine? Oh, we're just gonna jam our only means of transportation right down the center of it and blow the wings off this bitch and hope we live. Classic and mine jammer. Yeah, so they all live. Uh they're in the mine, and like somehow they smash cut from being in a horrible wreck to riding like atop a like a freight elevator to save all of the Sokovians from getting murked to death um by firing squad before getting buried in the mine. So lots of mine fighting, everybody's running around, the bad guys escape with the plutonium, they trigger explosions, cave in happens, then you find out that Dolph Lundgren's like all is not lost because this wall is made of dippity bop. And he's like, all right, well let's try and make a thing I'm gonna do. And it doesn't work out, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's kind of a limp dick Aww. moment." But then, <laughs> a- apropos of nothing, uh, Schwarzenegger shows up with the mining car from Total Recall, perhaps, and <laughs> smashes yeah. through the wall. That is, yeah, I was trying to place where I, I've known that vehicle from. Yeah, um, it was very. It was a. It was a very red faction esque <laughs> moment that happens here. And he's like, I forget what he says. Something quippy. He's like, anyone need a hole or something? <laughs> Yes, yes, I None do. of the quips make any fucking sense in this movie. Like, they get, it's no, he, like he, he bursts in the wall and goes, You named your cat Julius. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that landed. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's the level of quips they get to at this point. <laughs> I wish Dan just showed up in this week. <laughs> so anyway, so then outside of the mine, uh, Church is also there, and that's when you find out that everything's fucked. Or some somehow you find out everything's fucked. Bruce Willis is there now. They've got a spare helicopter. <laughs> They're gonna go set up a helicopter roadblock, but everybody goes wackadoodle and then drives off into an airport where they sort of like they come barely through the airport. Then they sort of have like a no Russian moment where they're kind of like trying to way through the airport. And then there's just, I guess, the entire airport. Maybe this airport is run, owned, and operated by these by scum because I, it's just full of people that just get shot to shit. And at some point. Uh, uh, this is like a World War III. This is beyond like regular mercenary shit. This is like international incident yeah, shit like, at this gonna point. Be, there's going to be high trials. Like, there's the hate <laughs> when this is done. So, uh, at some point, you get that quippy. It's just quip, 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 quip. And then you get um, Bruce Willis commandeers a smart car, which they rip the doors off of, and they're just driving around. <laughs> Murdering. There's a fun scene though where they drive around like shooting machine guns and they run out, they drop the guns, and they kind of just like like when I play golf and I'm driving by with my golf cart and I want to pick up my ball like real casual and like lean out and grab it. They're doing <laughs> that with like M4s and just like <laughs> <laughs> so then you get down to the showdown between uh the uh <laughs> okay, no 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 stop. There's a fight scene between uh Lloyd Christmas and Scotty Karate. Which is pretty good. That's pretty and awesome. it results in Scotty Karate's head getting kicked into like the stabilizer of a helicopter and just vanishing. Like it gone. One hundred percent this this scene was choreographed by Scott Adkins himself, because this is a Scott Adkins fight scene. Oh, it's like, wonderful. It's the so camera good. work is like way better than you would expect for a movie yeah. like this. I'll actually give it to this movie. Like the photography is not like all Shaky and weird, and yeah. you like, can do their shit, and they step back and let them do their shit. Yeah. Like it was pretty good. Um, so also, now, we didn't mention that Scott Adkins is like Russian in this movie, so I thought yeah, it was what funny. is with that? Like, yeah. Can he just I, not be British? They, I guess they saw. Uh, they, maybe he's supposed to be Boykin in these this movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> those so this, movie, I'm pretty sure that those movies were out when this came out. Not the Boyka movie, but the Undisputed Three. Undisputed was Three, one. yeah. He's Boyka, yeah, in that movie. Yeah, he's Boyka in that one too, right? Yeah. So now, so now you get the fight between. Um, so that's all going down. You get, you get. So I want to take a step back. Jean Claude Van Damme. So I'm watching with the subtitles on, and his first line that you see him say, right? He's coming out of a haze. You don't know who's saying it, but the little caption, you know, because you don't know who's saying it. It says. What I thought it said was villain, and then the villain's lines. Incorrect. The character's name is Villain. Yeah, and he is the Neil Stevenson I, wrote this script. That's why. Right, so, so now, so so Barney and Villain get to go at it in like the back of the airport, and they decide to have like a dumb dumb shootout that doesn't make a lick of sense, and then they decide to to throw them hands. This um, fight scene kicks a whole bunch of ass. The fight scene kicks a pile of ass, and it's like, and like, and Stallone's like, 
he didn't, you know, he's just like, you know, I, I tend to, I intend to take your life. He could have said something classier, but it was still pretty menacing. And then for the first 45 seconds, it's an absolute squash match. Like it's just Stallone taking Van Damme apart. I'm like, Oh, okay. They're just not even going to let him do anything. And then, then Van Damme got to be Van Damme and got, do his, shit in. got his splitty kicks and do all his whip the do's. And then there were some chains and the knives and, um, it ends, uh, how does, how does Van Damme end up, oh, oh. he gets stabbed by the, this, God, this kicked a pile of ass. At some point, Van Damme loses all honor. They're, they drop down a level. Van Damme picks up Barney's giant ass knife and, and fucking Stallone just grabs, I don't know, 12 feet of chain, kind of wraps yeah. it over his shoulder and neck and just, like he goes fucking Omega Red and just <laughs> out of Jean Claude Van Damme, and then Jean Claude Van Damme's like he's like up against the wall, all fucked up, and Stallone makes him turn around, and then he fucking scorpions him. He come over, hears him That's around, right. the head, yanks him in and stabs him in the chest. It was glorious. <laughs> and then uh, fucking Bruce Willis gives them a biplane and they drink some unlabeled beers while saying zigazuggy, zigazuggy, oi, oi, oi. And then the movie ends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's Expendables too. Well, you, you you did you did forget when uh, they had the weird the weird capper to the the uh, romance between Stallone and Chinese lady where. She's like, I wanna, I wanna come with you, and he's like, well, maybe, but see you later, bitch. Like, it was, uh, it's, it was not really good. Good. it's not quite as good as uh, Grace Law and uh, Jack Burton's. Uh, see you around, Burton. Never can tell. Like, yeah. It's not, not quite that good. Yeah. I, I just want Homer Simpson leaning over his shoulder, going, "P.S. I am gay." <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's Expendables too. Uh Kinda loved it. Like I really, really, and I walked in with no expectations. I remember thinking the first one was just trash. It is. I don't think there was any scene in the first one that was as good as any of the good scenes in this movie. Like yeah. I remember the first one being very boring. Yeah, I remember you boring and slowish, and like I think the thing that's really frustrating about this movie is it has an opportunity to be like even gorier, like more like Rambo, and also very weird with the Satanist, like to make yeah. it like an end of days kind of movie. And they just kind of touch on both things. Like the movie's very gory, but like it's very sparse in the action scenes. Yeah, so, like if they would have leaned more into that. Because I don't want to see these guys talking because they're bad at it, and the things they say aren't interesting. So, like, <laughs> you're right. Also, like the the movie in the shootout parts relies a lot on CGI blood that looks really yeah. bad. Like, it there's does. a like, so so does Rambo, but that movie's so grim and serious. Like, I'm okay with it. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. this is playful. This is playful murder. Yeah. So, like, give me, give me, like a, like. Uh, fucking dead alive levels of like corn syrup blood. You know what I mean? Like, give me yeah. some kind of practical. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess since it's January, let's just. I mean, we already kind of talked about it. But his scene in the his scenes in the movie when he's doing his shit, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, in singular. Yeah, yeah, he's great. 
He fucking like that fight. That fight scene is legitimately excellent. It's, it's, yeah, this, it, this was my bad. I had no idea he was barely in this movie. I thought he was. Years, in I, I kept waiting for, and like the third act. I kept waiting for him to come back. <laughs> yeah, him getting written out of the movie doesn't make any sense either because the the Chinese lady functionally doesn't do anything. <laughs> like, yeah, she's, she's, like, why is he not there? Like, apparently he was I, he was filming some uh, some Chinese movie. Yeah. Oh. During he shot this. some of these scenes in Beijing, I think. So maybe he was just there for those scenes because he okay. was over there shooting something else. Well, whatever. His parts in it were good. Uh, I thought uh, I thought Jason Statham was actually a lot of fun in this movie. Um, Jason right, Statham was a lot of fun in everything. This movie would be 100% better if, if the movie centered around Jason Statham and Stallone really wasn't in it. The, I like the little bit yeah. at the end where Statham's like, he does the thing where he's like, Points of it's like here's a tip, learn how to fight. Like I kind of that made me smile. Yeah, like, yeah, that's like, funny. That's, that's pretty funny. And like the, the Stallone Van Damme fight scene is excellent, but like the movie suffers from Stallone being in it like a Stallone's lot. Bad in this. But he's trying to like you can tell they're trying to do like the broken sad old man thing, but it's just not catching. Well, you know what? Well, but doesn't make sense because he's done it. He did it. He's yeah. done it since then, and it's worked. Right. His face laugh cannot blood. move in this movie at all. Like he's like. Oh, you think I, he, they filmed it too close to a Botox appointment? <laughs> go back and like, look at stills from this movie. He's got like the the trans man starter mustache, and like it doesn't move one bit. Like it is his, his face is so tight he can't even talk. I have his a, I have facial a, hair is disturbing in this it, movie. It, the only way I can describe it, like it, it looks like. Like if it looked like a plastic surgeon went in and like you know how they do like the hair plug replacements yeah. up here, like it looked like somebody did that. Like like have you ever seen like like doll hair? <laughs> like it looked like somebody plugged those in individually on his face. No, but I have five doll hairs. <laughs> doll There's hairs. There was many doll hairs. That'll be twenty five doll hairs. Um, how many doll <laughs> hairs? Psycho gore man. Because uh, I need to go buy that. Uh, so good. So you can just um, watch it on TJ's Plex. Thank you, Alex. Plug for plug. No, just buy it. Support good independent cinema. Cinema. We'll have. I'll buy it and then I'll stream it, and that way I feel fine. better about everything. There you go. Um, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought I thought Statham was Statham was fun in it. Like I like um, Terry Crews is you know what he's doing is fun. Like I don't know. Terry Cruz, Tandy, Terry, Tandy, Terry Cruz, and Randy. I I tried to say Randy and Terry at the same time. Randy fashion are like, why are they even in the movie? They do nothing. They're both. They both are more dudes. Yeah, like I, I don't know. Like I do have a plot. I have a plot related question. I guess. uh, I guess uh, Barney has. A, a, a lucky ring that he only adorns mid-mission. Like he yeah. kept like he didn't put it on pre-mission. I don't but know. It's it's like when you're playing a video game and like you have it on regular, and then you get to the tough part. And it's like, oh, I want to just crank it down to easy for a minute. Yeah. Okay, oh, that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see if I can I, do it. Yeah. I did. There was a part in the very beginning of the movie where he puts the ring on, and I thought they were legit going to say that the ring had like magical powers because he <laughs> like did like gun hands and like shot people with the ring. And that yeah, again, be, better movie. Just, it was just 
Thor's brother shooting them with sniper Like, if there was legitimate magic in this movie, it is a better movie. Yes. And, like, I don't know. I, the, my, the, worst, the worst parts of this movie were anything with Chuck Norris in it, because he was just so oh, He's so bad. Yeah, crazy it's a ton of fun. Like, I don't like, know. You know what this movie needs? Gogs, remember that scene in the first Ninja with Scott Adkins where they go to the Karate Warlock Council and it looks like a Yodorowsky movie where it's like this weird pentagram in the floor and everybody's wearing yeah. cloaks and shit? It needs that. Yeah. <laughs> I want I want more of the Satanists, quite frankly. Yeah. I want a de- I want a deeper dive there. Yeah, well when you they want, introduce you want Ken Russell's the expendables. When they introduce <laughs> him as like the Satanist, I was like, are we gonna get some weird like Satanist, like, uh, ritual murder and stuff. Like, or, or they're trying to make an antichrist. Yeah. Honestly, dude, just make the expendable version of either, um, uh, uh of the, uh, um, Temple Stigmata? of Doom. Oh. Of, like, the Temple of Doom, like, the expendables end up in this country for reasons. Like, they crash land and they gotta get out, but it's, it's run by a group of insane Satanists who are terrorizing the village and whatever. Or it's like um, uh, not surviving the game. What's the one where they uh, Judgment Night? Like it's Judgment Night with sickness, the Expendables. Oh, like yeah. I, I'm into that. Or it's um, just like it is the same exact movie as End of Days, where a cop has to legit fight the devil at the end of the movie. Right, that's also good. But I don't know why we say End of Days. I always think of Strange Days, which also slaps. Yes. Good movie. Um, uh, all right. Anything else, guys? Before we get to five months of shuffle. Nah. <laughs> uh, uh, Alec. I'm very interested in this score. Oh, this movie oh takes God. you from the heights of every Everest to the depths <laughs> of the Marianas Trench. <laughs> like, Alec, you I, have a job writing like like box taglines. I don't think they would I, put that on the box, Gogs. I think I, I texted you guys. I texted you guys about. When I was about ten minutes into the movie, and I was like, "This movie is fucking awesome." Yeah, yeah. The first ten minutes and are great. Then, we all had that reaction. Like, I texted TJ something similar. I didn't follow up that text with anything else. <laughs> I noticed <laughs> because, <laughs> because after the first ten minutes, it was not awesome. It was about an hour until it was awesome again. Um, like this movie, I it's like the definition of a five. Yeah. Like. There's some like stuff in here that's enjoyable. There's just so much slog. Like this isn't even a soggy middle. Like the movie is, I think, in like an hour and forty minutes, and it's like eighty minutes of it is soggy. Twenty minutes of it is good. I would agree. I think I did that math right. Yeah. Um. But the parts that are good are so good. They're so much fun. But ultimately, it's all going to cancel each other out, and I'm going to forget about it until December when I go back through every movie we watched this year for the Mollies. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you watched that for January. Yeah, right? And Jelly wasn't even in it. Yeah, you're going to uh, remember yeah. it when we have to do the Beef Weasel category. Oh, yeah. This whole movie oh, yeah. is yeah, just the Expendables, too. It's just going to be... <laughs> That's good. That's what it's gonna be. Oh, I can't. I I have to imagine Jet Li is gonna get at least one nom, maybe two, for both roles in the one. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a five. It's just like 
the peaks do not do not cover the valleys. Hmm. Uh, TJ. Uh, that's me. Um, I agree with pretty much everything you said, but it's going to be a six for me, dog. I, I think that the fight scenes, like the action scenes are good enough where it propels it just above a five. But I do agree with you that it's just like the bad parts in this movie are so fucking bad. And I've already made this joke. I already talked to Gogs and Sean and already said this joke, but I'm going to use it again. Uh, it's appropriate that this movie is filled with middle-aged men because it feels like an erectile dysfunction thing because it gets hard, but it doesn't stay hard. Like, it's hard for a little bit, and then it's just like, boom. And then you're waiting for it to get back up, and it takes a while, and eventually it does get back up, but then it goes right back down. Um, yeah, but by the time it gets back up, you're already asleep because you have to work in the morning. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then you're just like, God damn it, now I gotta sleep on my back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have that problem. It's like, <laughs> uh, no cock push ups for me, Alex. Um, well, you can, only, you can only do one. You can only really do one. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, it's just, <laughs> like the, the action scenes are very good. Like, I thought Jason Statham, he really, I, I you know, I've seen a, plenty of his movies. I don't really remember his karate being this good. I thought he did very good with the karate. Um, Most of his movies, he doesn't do as much hand stuff. He's always got some kind of weapon. Guns and stuff. Yeah. I but think he, this is like. This is a like good. transporter era Jason Statham, so I think he was like doing a bit more like combat stuff. I mean, one scene helps because he's he's fighting against fucking Scotty Karate. So I mean, you're yeah. gonna get a good scene. But like that scene where he's in the church or whatever, I thought he was really well done. <laughs> I thought he did a really good job. He was very believable. Um, I liked the Chinese lady. I thought she was hot. I mean, that's the only thing I can really say about her because she, her character was fucking pointless. Like, you know what's kind of nice was that, like, I know they're all older than shit, but they cast like a somewhat age-appropriate woman in that role, and she wasn't yeah. like nineteen. I've seen her in a in some Chinese movies. She's good in general, um, but I thought she was good. But overall, this movie is I like Alex said. This movie is very forgettable. Like, there's some fun. I wish that I wish that it was like the one where the insanity just kept going. Like, if they. You know, if you just punched up, like, like I don't understand showing the fact that that Jean-Claude Van Damme is part of a satanic, like, death cult and not follow up on it. Like, why even introduce it at all? Like, it doesn't mean it. You know what I mean? Like, like, he's like maybe, they're like, gonna, maybe they're going to keep ramping these movies up like the like the Fast and the Furious one to get more and more ridiculous. Oh, so by the seventh and, one, it'll be and good. He's, and he's going to yeah. come back. They're going to bring, like... Oh, they, commit, like, them. they have like a like a like a fucking resurrection thing. That yeah, would be a, maybe, maybe that's their maybe that's their end game. I would be totally for that. Um, but yeah, this movie is not very good. Uh, it's it's got its fun parts, but uh, that middle, it's like when you get a cheesesteak that's been in the the wrappings too long, and you try to just eat it, and the middle just like falls in on itself, and it's all disgusting. And then you're like, well, I guess I just I'm not eating this sandwich anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I do when I'm hungry and there's no food. I just go jack off. It's uh, I'm like I'm with you, but I'm on the opposite side. It's a four for me. Like Damn. it's it's um, 
that, what's that expression? Start as you mean to go on. Like everybody brought up the one. It's like, yeah, you cannot lead off the movie with this scene and then expect me to sit through all this other bullshit. Like, and the thing that's, that's a, a problem is these guys were in those eighties action movies they're referencing, but they must not have watched them or understood them at all. Because like, we've done deep dives on those, all those Dolph Lundgren movies. And like, oh, yeah. there's, there's not hours of exposition and sitting around in parlor scenes and shit in those movies. Like, it's like just enough dialogue to get you where you're going and you're into another action scene. You know what I mean? Like these action scenes are like great and they're well choreographed, but they're, there's not enough of them. Like cut them down, like maybe cut them down and spread them throughout the movie or something. The pacing of this movie is, it is like intolerable. It's like, I was, I was very checked out for like, I think Alec was right about what 140 minutes, about a hundred or not 140 minutes. Whatever, eighty percent of the movie it was like told <laughs> me. Yeah, I really fucked up. I couldn't watch it, and like, like I said, they had the opportunity to go really weird, and they didn't. Uh, and I get why. Like, if it had gone into full on, like, uh, you know, the devils or something, like, it probably wouldn't have, you know, clicked in a major audience. But it's just, it just, it just stops. Like, it literally just stops. And I, I don't know, man. Like, it's like those Metal Gear games where the cutscenes go on for, like, nine hours and then the game starts back up again and you, you forgot you were playing the game. Yeah. But at least those cutscenes are bonkers. And this, like, it's bonkers in a weird way where it's just, it does it was like those uh, Olive Garden commercials written by an AI kind of thing where it's just <laughs> like, uh, I, I fed a million action scripts into this and it just spits out these catchphrases that make no fucking sense. I mean, the catchphrases are so insane. And, like, they're yeah. all, they're, like, badly timed. Like, I, like again, yeah. that scene where they eviscerate that one dude where, like, six guys just shoot every bullet they have into one guy. It's like, that scene is over, but it cuts back to Stallone and he's like, class dismissed or whatever. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not Tuma. I can't remember what he says, but it's something, you know what I mean? It's something fucking like that. And it's like, it, it's almost like a if it was if this wasn't such a retarded movie, like I would think that it's it's like purposely being stupid. You know what I mean? Like it's it's being a parody of itself, there's, but it's not. Also, that weird ADR at the end where it's like, "How do we know you actually killed him?" And he throws that gross bag of blood oh, and goes, the, "The Chinese lady. He doesn't even do it himself. He has the Chinese lady like decapitate fucking Van Dam. Yeah, and he just goes." heads up but it's like the quietest ADR like what the fuck was that like oh man like I really want to like this movie and the stunt it gets a four just because like the stunts and the choreography and all the the 12 second unit directors did a great job but like the rest of the movie is just intolerable I can't yeah, I, I will it. say I think you said it Sean it, the movie is shot well it shot yeah. surprisingly well yeah like I would, I would have thought that this movie would have been shot really shitty and it's not yeah, I'm it, not crazy about that like you know um, late two thousands gray color palette, but whatever. Like no. the actual photography is good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Gogs. Um, it Ten. is no, Ten. it's a no. It's, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a big outlier here. I'm giving this thing an eight. Like I oh really, I, really I walked away from this going. Well, that was a ton of fun. It it's was better than dumber. Repo Man raves. Gogs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's dumber than it's dumber than hell. But I. It, it you know it got me there for the for a majority of the film, so I was like, yeah, let's go. Uh, yeah, it's it's stupid as shit, uh, and I loved it. Well, I didn't love it, but I really enjoyed it. And uh, 
the first bit, the end, like all the action scenes, I guess I just, not that I checked out for all the dumb shit, like all the dumb talky bits. I just like <laughs> the dumb talky. I bits. just tried to forget about those, but all like the, like all the real dumb action shit was so dumb and so over the top that I was, I, I, I don't know. It, it struck a chord. So there we go. That's, that's, that's my take on uh, on Expendables. I, I liked all the the fight scenes were fun. Uh, Statum was fun. Uh, fucking uh, Stallone is some sort of weird vascular joke. Uh, Van Damme is just <laughs> that like, really is the best way to describe it. A vascular joke. <laughs> uh, like and Van Damme is like a t- I think Van Damme is a ton of fun in it. Like I, I don't know uh, his care. I wanted more of his character because I'd like to see what else. Uh, Valene would get into, you know, on a Saturday night. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's an it's an eight as to, much to Sean's chagrin. Yes, as, better than Repo Man says Gods. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what's February, President's Day. Oh nice. shit! <sighs> All right, well we're we're I assume we're taking next week off since it's the Super Bowl. I can, do it. I can, if you guys want to bump it up, like, and do, I'm on vacation this week. So if you want to like do a Friday jammer or something, that's fine. Or whatever. Or some other weekday. It's fine. With me. Do Friday or Saturday. Probably we'll figure it out then. Or, or yeah, Friday, actually Friday night would work. Just who's got, who's, who's got the pick? Is it snake draft style? Does snake it like Sean has the pick? Oh, what are the parameters of this? Like, it's anything. Just... About, it's gotta be about a president. Or have yeah. a president in it. Old Ronald Reagan. You can watch, pick uh what's that? Hail to the chip. No, what's the one? Bonzo. Uh, it's the fucking... Oh, Ronald Bedtime Reagan. for Bonzo? Bedtime for Bonzo. Yeah, there you go. Um, I pick the Omen 3, the President Devil movie. Yes! Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Hell yeah. Omen 3, okay. <laughs> Sam that's- Neill as uh, uh, Damien. That's All one right. of my favorite Sean isms is the president <laughs> devil. That is what the movie is, but it's very. <laughs> uh, All right, cool. All right, cool. President devil. Uh, and we'll see. Uh, uh, well, you guys listening, you'll, you'll get it in the same day, whether or not, you know, wh- whatever day we record, it'll, I'll still upload it on that Wednesday. So anyway, go fuck your own ass. Uh, and, uh, you know, do that stuff. Do that, do that stuff you do. <laughs> do that stuff. All right. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.